When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wonderstruck is coming to Cleveland. For this two-day music festival, see top artists including the Lumineers, Vampire Weekend, and more. Get your tickets now at wonderstruckfest.com. Welcome to CLE Rocks, the music podcast from the birthplace of rock and roll. I'm your host, as always, Troy L. Smith, and we have kind of a special episode. I know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees for the class of 2022 were announced, uh, I think we're almost a couple weeks deep now, but people can't get enough of this, especially Duran Duran fans who helped their favorite act win the annual fan vote. And I have with me Kirk Harrington, lead effort organizer. And Tracy Elena, lead publicist and partner in Duran Duran Worldwide, which uh, is a site focused on bringing attention to Duran Duran and their legacy. And also, Kirk, you launched uh, Duran Duran to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame way back in 2009, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, here's my question, man. You don't give up. How did did you not give up? No way, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you have to admire it. You started this 2009 uh, they didn't even get, the, you know, they went so long without even getting a nomination. So what kept mm. you going through that whole period? I mean, it was, it was, it was the fans. It was the things that I was learning about the band, uh, people that I worked close with that, uh, encouraged me. Um, and, uh, you know, just, I guess, well, and, and then the other thing you, you should know is that, uh, Caddy Krasner, who, I'm sure you've seen on Twitter. She she um, was supportive of us, but 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 uh, and and Duran Duran couldn't openly support us during any of the time because they you know they didn't want to see us being you know you know influenced by you know what we were doing to promote awareness, and I was cool with that. But um, yeah, I mean, and and, and you know, I, I'd I'd uh, loved their music all through my uh, childhood and 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 growing up. Um, key part of my, my life growing up and you know it, that 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 the love of their music and wanting to give back to them uh drove me too it was all part of it so and, and you should point out because this is you know what you guys have done is really a worldwide thing you've brought in fans from all over the globe but you're actually from right right here around cleveland and university heights right uh, yeah, th- and that's where I started it, um, mm-hmm. and I lived in Cleveland almost uh, 17 years. Uh, had to move from Cleveland for job purposes, uh, but I'm, I'm in Columbus right now. But uh, I travel back to Cleveland all the time. I, I, I've only lived in Columbus the last, like, two, three years. So. And Tracy, is your fandom for Duran Duran equally as high, and were you on board with this from the beginning? How did you get involved? Well, I didn't get involved and come on board until I want to say 2012, 2013. 
that's when I started interacting with Kirk and I will always immensely thank him for having me come on board because I have loved the band since I was a little girl. And literally, I've literally grown up <laughs> listening uh, to their music. And their music just hooked me at a very young age. I grew up in a musical family, so to speak. Uh, I had a great uncle that played guitar, me personally, viola, violin, piano. And my grandmother used to interact with a lot of celebrities at a hotel um, that she worked at here in Dayton. So I was always surrounded by different kinds of music. And then just hearing them, there was just that instant connection. So take me through, you know, you start this site, you know, in, in 2009 and you wait all this time. I mean, for the band to get nominated, what was it like when you had heard that Duran Duran finally made the ballot for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, I'll let you go first, Tracy. When I got the, when I saw the news, uh, it just felt so good because I had been having this strong, positive feeling since I'd say fall of 2021. I just had a really strong feeling. And then the morning of the announcement, I made sure to go into work late that day. So, because <laughs> I wanted to be here to hear the official uh, announcement and just hearing it, it just, it was so amazing. It was a breath of fresh air. It was really good. And just so many people were texting me and, mess and calling and just messaging like, thank goodness about time. And these are people, some of these people aren't Duran Duran fans at all. Not a fan of their type of music or just not interested, but they were even saying, hey, they should have been in. They deserve this. Thank goodness. <laughs> so Kirk, I'm still on call time. Kirk, let me ask you, and you, you can answer that question as well, but also did yeah. you kind of feel like it was coming because a lot of attention came to the band Rock All Wise when they inducted Roxy Music in, in 2019. Right. And, and there's a little known story that, that we had a connection with that too. Um, you got, Roxy, tell, you got me, Roxy Music inducted too? Let, let, no, let, let, me tell you, let me tell you just a little bit about that. So, so like okay. our last interview that we were going to do for DDTTRH, which is Duran Duran of the Rock Hall, uh, was was going to be Brian Ferry <laughs> for Roxy Music, <laughs> and um, you know they they accepted graciously. He accepted graciously, and um, all was prepared. We we mentioned that you know we wanted to uh, ask him maybe one question about you know does he think that Duran Duran belongs in the Rock Hall? We just wanted to give him the heads up, and I think maybe a couple days later. I got a message uh, from Caddy, uh, and the the band had asked that we 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 not. I believe it was Nick Rhodes had asked that we 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 not interview Brian Ferry. Um, and you got to understand, the band doesn't like to draw attention to itself. Okay, and they've done this for for years, where you know they they've won awards and accolades over the years, and they just don't like to draw attention to themselves. And they they also 
in, in talking with Caddy about it, they also wanted to, because because Brian Brian Ferry Rocks and Music were, were, were influential to them, you know, and uh, they 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 wanted the the attention to go to them and, and to to Roxy Music instead of of Duran Duran, and I, and I you know I completely understand that. And then I, I hear later that that uh, uh, Nick Rhodes and Warren Cucurullo, uh had met with Brian at, at a party uh, after this. Uh, and, you know, who knows, you know, they, they might have talked about inducting him to the rock hall, you know, I have no idea. But but it's interesting that you know, that connection that we had. And, and as far as answering the, the, the question about what I felt. So like, I had done this kind of thing before with 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 the fans and, and on Twitter and the Facebook because there, there was a there was a poll in, in a in a uh, another newspaper like uh, several years before and it was an online poll and uh, everybody was voting to see you know who who should be inducted this year into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and um, I know Kiss was on that ballot and Duran Duran was on that ballot and. You know, I, I sort of uh, organized with the fans, and uh, you know, Caddy got wind of it too, and you know, she put it out the word out there as well. And uh, Duran Duran actually won that poll, um, and so for me, it was like, now it's the real time. You know, <laughs> here I am. You know, uh, I voted every day. I got the word out. I even created a contest to sort of, uh, and, I, and I, I got a. Uh, I gave away a, a vinyl copy of Future Past and a, and a signed postcard from Future Past with members of the band uh, that signed it. And um, people got into that. And, and the idea was to sort of boost the signatures right before the, the, the end. And, you know, for me, it was just like, you know, I, 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 I always prepared for disappointment because you, you know that the, the band has been criticized throughout their entire career, right? And, uh, you know, it, it could have happened that they, they weren't in the rock hall, but, you know, I just, you know, for me, it was just about keep trying, keep pushing, keep, you know, keep being committed to this. And uh, when they were nominated, I remember the morning of, um, and I was, <laughs> I was sitting in bed and I got the notice and um, it felt like Christmas morning, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I just <laughs> felt so giddy and happy inside and, uh, I remember posting on Twitter, uh, you know, the same sentiment, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, I was elated um, that it actually happened, you know, so. And for people not familiar with, you know, why you guys are on this podcast, you know, this all starts with Duran Duran getting nominated. Uh, myself at cleveland.com wrote a couple articles that many Duran Duran fans disagreed with some of the things that I want to, I want to point out that I did write some nice things in some of these director. Yes, pieces. yes, you did. You did. Um, so, you know, um, Kirk, you, you wanted me, you know, you don't want it to, to hash this out and talk about Duran Duran, which I'm happy to do. So you're here, but I want to talk about that madness because Duran Duran is nominated and then uh, it's like all hell breaks loose in a good way. Um, you guys bum rush the fan vote. Um, sort of, <laughs> Talk to me about this fan base and why I, I, you know, I think there's a thin line between uh, 
passion and craziness. You've got some of some of the Duran Duran fans walk it, some of the fans of other bands as well. But what is it about this fan base, fan base that gets you guys so supercharged for this thing? Tracy, you and I talked about this and you had some interesting thoughts. Uh, do you want to start with that? Yes, I always like to say Duran Duran has the, I would say the one of the most passionate fan bases I have ever encountered. And on a side note, I'm also involved in pro wrestling. So I understand about the fever pitch of fandom and how there's that thin line between adulation and then that little bit of going too far to the left with a lot of things. <laughs> well, now you have to explain the yeah. pro wrestling. I know you don't want to get into what, you know, what you do too much, but people are going to think you're a professional wrestler now. Oh, well, to clear it up, I, uh, I do P, uh, PR and social media for a company in Northern California known as Big Time Wrestling. Okay. Uh, the promoter of that company is, uh, he recently passed. His name was Kirk White. Uh, Mr. White was also the agent for WWE Hall of Famer, Bret the Hitman Hart. And I have been at live appearances with Mr. Hart. And I've also had the opportunity to work with other wrestlers in live appearances. So I do have a firsthand knowledge of what it's like working with talent and being around fans. And I can say I've witnessed a lot of interesting situations. So I know how fandom can be. Um, as far as the Duran Duran fan, yeah, I like to call them. I like to call them sour grapes in the fan community. <laughs> I came across several. Um, on my end, you know, honestly, I haven't had any negative encounters. Uh, I've had very positive interactions with people. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just the way I approach people. I have no clue, but I haven't had any bad encounters. And knock on wood that I will not have any bad encounters. Oh, I mean, it's because you you never compared them to in sync. That's why you haven't <laughs> had the bad encounters. That only happens to people like me who make such comments. But um, it's like done, done, done. And I should say, well, I've had you know, there's been a tremendous backlash. Any anybody who says anything bad about Duran Duran. Um, they're probably going to get a, a decent backlash on social media. I will say I have, of course, encountered uh, several, many great Duran Duran fans. So I just want to get that out there as well. Well, and I, I okay, I'd like to make one comment. So like, I think, I think a lot of these fans that are like that mean well, even though, you know, how they come across maybe is questionable, but um, they, they really love the band and um you know some some of them i've come across uh feel like they they have a special deep connection with them and maybe uh own their image as a as a fan you know in a way um and you know some of that i admire uh some of it you know i've come across is not that great but uh you know um altogether i i, I think and, and you know Caddy, um, you've you've come across her. She she's uh, she works with the band as a, a media social relations. She's she's very committed and um, very um, 
uh, you know, loves the band immensely, you know, uh, because she's worked directly with them, you know, for, for years. So um, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's really uh, positive people in the fan community. One, one that I recommend to everyone, um, he's from Seattle, um, Andy Golub. Uh, Durandi is his uh, uh, name in the fan community. And he, he actually is sort of a archivist of pictures and um, uh, memorabilia of the band he's collected over the years. And he has them in, in like safe storage and uh, he's even written books and, and published them. Um, another fan that we interviewed with a uh, really positive special guy was uh, M. Douglas Silverstein, he, he, he put out a, and I met him in California um, when I went out there and he, he did a documentary, uh, something you should know about uh, Duran Duran and, and the fans. Um, and that, that's, that's a really great video, very positive, very, very good guy. Uh, you mentioned the, the, the NSYNC comment. Well, I'm, I'm actually doing an interview with Jen Chaney who, who did uh, an, an article for us when she worked with the Washington Post and uh, she's doing it for the Vulture. And she, she actually had a comment about your NSYNC uh, uh, article. Um, I wonder if you'd, I wonder if you'd, I wonder if you'd allow me to share it. Uh, yes. It's, it's like, <laughs> it can't be, it can't be any more uh, vicious than in some of the stuff. No, that she, she's not that bad on Twitter. <laughs> Jen is a really great lady and, and lady. And she, you know, she, she writes for New York magazine, the Vulture, rich and written for Washington Post, New York times and many others. Um, Here's what she says. So she says, I saw that piece and com I'm comparing them to NSYNC is ridiculous. NSYNC was a boy band with a Svengali-esque manager, whereas Duran Duran set their own agenda musically and image-wise. Their songs are also so much more layered and rich musically. I am sure he's listened to songs like The Chauffeur or Seventh Stranger, which are darker and moodier than a typical pop song. Duran Duran was groundbreaking, not because MTV made them, but because they recognize the significance of MTV and figured out how to use it to their advantage without compromising the identity they were trying to build for themselves. Madonna did that too, and no one gives her shit for it. They praise her for it as they should. So there you go. There's a positive, uh, but, you know, balanced comment about what you said. So. Well, I think, you know, and I want to put it into context uh, for, you know, first of all, what I said was, uh, I believe I called Duran Duran the, it, more like the in sync of their time, um, but so that'll get me more negative uh, tweets sent at me on, so, on social media, which is fine. But I do want to put it into the context. I will of, tell people to stop picking on you. <laughs> I promise. I, will, I, I want to put it in the context. We did. We did do. Uh, I did uh, a Ford against piece on every uh, nominee for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and what I was trying to get at was sort of transforming my mind into the argument of someone who doesn't think Duran Duran belongs into in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And um, I didn't realize, though, I will say this, it was after the fact that I realized that comment really does hit at the heart of something you guys as, as Duran Duran fans have been dealing with for a long time, because I googled Duran Duran and boy band, and my God. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, the, you know, Duran has a lot of fans 
Um, but you guys obviously have dealt with critics uh, of the band, as you even mentioned before, Kurt, um, since they began, since the band formed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and the other thing you got to realize is that uh, many, many, many are stuck with the band in the 80s. And, you know, it's understandable. However, um, I believe, and, and, and what we've tried to show through our research and other things we, we've done, you know, based on their awards, based on, uh, you know, appearances or, or mentions in TV and movies since the year 2000, that, that was, a, I just put out some research about that recently, um, you know, that they've, they've sort of, well, and all the innovations that they've done, uh, particularly social media and other things, that they, they've, they've sort of been doing things and um, growing artistically as a band, even against the headwinds of critics and uh, sort of this, I, I did an article for, for Andy Taylor's website where um, I compare, I compare the, media, the, the, the music culture today like a merry-go-round. You know, people come on, they, they listen to the new artists and you know, the, the, the new artists are the ones that are played on the, on the radio, right? And people get off, you know, and then the new group comes on and it just goes around and around and around. Uh, but, you know, there, there are some artists and I believe Duran Duran is one of them that have uh, had, a, had a sort of a long staying presence and uh, even even make hit albums like much later in their career. Like, I couldn't believe that, you know, when I, I looked at the, the UK top 100 for future past which is the album that was just released uh, that, that it, it was number three on that chart, you know, which they haven't had number three on that chart since, you know, like Rio or something, you know what I mean? And so it just goes to show you that even, even, uh, even with all the, the, the bias and, and the music culture, and even with all the, the, the criticism that they, they've uh, shined through, you know, do you agree with me, Tracy? I mean, on what I'm, I'm talking about. Yeah, I was going to also just to jump back to uh, the NSYNC Duran Duran uh, comparison. Uh, I think one thing that uh, kind of ignites that flame of people getting angry is because there's a difference between what I say, like a boy band and a boy group. There is that distinction. Um, a band plays instruments. And a group sings, dances, and does everything that they're supposed to do on their end. And I think throughout the years, people have always uh, interchangeably said, okay, boy band, boy group, boy. Th and I think that also, because of that, causes that slight uh, bias towards Duran Duran. I have seen some of the... Um, oh, and the girls too, Tracy, all the girls that follow them, right? <laughs> that's a significant part of it. Uh, and that goes all the way back when you look at music back in the 60s and how when the Beatles first came to the U.S. and the girls got it, teenage girls got it. They were hooked. And of course, the critics at the time, very dismissive until later on when they saw their musicianship with their later albums and you know it finally clicked and I do see some of those similarities there with Duran Duran it's like there was this large 
contingent of female fans in the 80s. And I think critics just stuck with that. They weren't trying to penetrate through that to really say, wait a minute, these guys are incredible songwriters, talented musicians. They didn't want to expand their mind and also get beyond that negative mindset. And I think, I know some people may disagree with me on this, the side projects of Power Station and Arcadia, looking back and reading about all that, I think honestly for their, for Duran Duran's musical growth, that was the best thing to happen to them because I feel there were people that were starting to take them seriously as musicians because of those side projects, because you could really see and hear the artistry where before it was pretty much just screaming. <laughs> well, and, and, and something I'd like to comment on is that they sort of, you know, when they went through the notorious time with Nile Rogers and then they sort of, uh, you know, transformed their music with, you know, big thing. And then, you know, with Ordinary World, I mean, wow. I mean, that album was very unique, very artistic and different. And it just, and it's no wonder that album did so well, you know, and th this band over the years has sort of recreated and, and been inventive and, um, you know, uh, learned and artistically grown over the years. It's just, it's just fascinating when you, when you learn about it and look at it. And, and by the way, they, they, they were praised as uh, part of the second Beatles invasion, uh, along with bands like Tears for Fears and Depeche Mode and others. But uh, you, you mentioned the Beatles, so <laughs> I just wanted to bring No more up. mentioning the Beatles. You guys are going to give me a trouble. People will be like, how oh, you let them compare to the Beatles? <laughs> Second Beatles invasion. <laughs> I, um, you know, first I want to point out my favorite Duran Duran uh, era, if you will. Um, I'm not a Duran Durani or anything. Um, <clears throat> I do love the stuff from Notorious. I know that that's not maybe the consensus opinion for most people. Um, I love everything. Uh, now Rogers is done from from Chic, you know, all the way through, you know, stuff he was doing with Daft Punk. But I want to get at sort of the arguments for and against, you know, and and you know, I spent a lot of time looking and reading about these things online, and you guys bring up some great points in defense of Duran Duran. Now, obviously, there's people who just don't like Duran Duran. They didn't like him in the '80s. They don't like him now. Whatever. They just don't like it. That's fine. That doesn't really assess their rock hall worthiness because um, not about you know who you like. It's about someone who's put a career together that's worthy of that. You know, I was reading one thing from a rock hall voter. You guys might have read the same thing that that said, and I want to get your take on this, Kirk. Is Duran Duran wasn't necessarily one of the best at what they did. They were just one of the more po most popular. Um, and there's a lot to that statement. They didn't really elaborate on it much more than that. Um, what do you think of that? Is it almost like the success hurts the rec you know, their recognition as, as a true artist in a way? Um, I mean, perhaps. And, and, you know, this goes back to my comment of that bias uh, and also the, the, the focus of a lot of the media on, on the 80s of Duran Duran. Um, I think the, the awards though, that they've won over the years, uh, particularly from outlets like MTV for like, um, you know, visionary uh, videos and, uh, 
you know, special special uh, music awards and uh, Ivor Novello awards for songwriting, and and uh, there, there and there's a couple Ivor Ivor Novello awards where you know it's about songwriting or um, uh, you know sort of these lifetime achievement things that 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 really that comment doesn't hold weight in my mind if, if you if you look at the whole picture but I can understand why someone would would feel that way or think that way based on you know the the, the bias and, and headwinds that Duran Duran have uh, had over the years uh, did you want to add anything Tracy to that and then I was also I was thinking about that statement and I was thinking about some of their uh, peers at that particular time throughout uh, the decade and you had you know as you mentioned tears for fears Depeche Mode you also had the cure you had you too uh, you had some tremendous, tremendous bands. And some of those uh, bands, their success um, continued roaring throughout the late 80s on into the 90s where um, Duran's popularity ebbed and flowed, but um, they may not be considered by some to be the best of the 80s, but I would definitely say when it, you look at the entire decade, I would say one of the best. It's just like when, I, when somebody would ask me, who's your favorite male artist of that decade? I cannot say just Michael Jackson. I can't just say Prince. Uh, there are so many that just were so good. Same way with the female uh, artists. You know, I, I'm a big Madonna fan, but there were other female artists of that decade that I enjoy their music as well. So I, I never like to say the best. I like to say one of, <laughs> that's how I like to phrase things. Well, and I want to, I want to give before, you know, and I'll let Kirk answer. I just want to give this person their anonymous voter that Vulture uh, interviewed <clears throat> about the rock on uh, ballot. I just want to give them their fair shake of what they said. They said, um, you know, you can't underestimate their fan base if there's a genuine and passionate enthusiasm, uh, whether I get it or not. This person called themselves an old person in training. Um, I'm perfect, we, perfectly willing at times to take a backseat and say, okay, fine. Duran Duran strikes me as a significant case of a band that's there, not because they were the best at what they did, but because they were the most popular of what they did. Um, and that's that's pretty much the gist of, of what they said. I just wanted to give their full statement so I didn't sound like I was picking out even though it's pretty much reflective of what I said. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and I, I, I wanted to comment too that you need to look at like the, the artists and, and those that have collaborated with them over the years uh, that, that have, um, have spoken highly of them. Uh, Noel Rogers, for example, who, who, who actually signed our petition, <laughs> which was really exciting uh, when that happened. Uh, you, you look at uh, Justin Timberlake, who who has declared himself as a huge fan, and he collaborated uh, with uh, Timbaland on the Red Carpet Massacre album. You know, which I love. I got to throw that out there. That yeah, is one of my favorite mm -hmm. favorite Duran Duran albums that has been maligned by so many people for whatever reason. Maybe it's too funky. Maybe it's too danceable. <laughs> Oh, falling, falling down is like one of the best songs on there. Well, and then you see, you see popular artists, you know, Duran Duran started a collaboration with them and, you know, 
I, I thought it was excellent. And then you see popular artists like Madonna doing the same thing and doing a collaboration with them right after. And, you know, she, uh, you know, was successful with the song Four Minutes. To, to me, uh, Duran Duran has done this many times where they're sort of, they sort of pioneer in the industry. And, you know, other artists after them get inspired by that, you know, and I think, I think you have to, you have to put that in perspective with, with talking about the band as well. I think, you know, Jan Wenner, uh, founder of Rolling Stone, used to be the chairman of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation based in New York, which handles the uh, induction process. He used to have this thing he would say about artists he didn't want in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he never, I don't, I don't have any uh, knowledge of him mentioning Duran Duran, but he used to say about, you know, the Bon Jovis of the world and other artists, he used to say they've done nothing to further the evolution of rock and roll. They, if you took them out of history, it wouldn't change the scope of rock and roll. And I've always tried to look at each artist in that, that realm. Um, and with Duran Duran, um, you know, I don't know. Um, and, and I wasn't, you know, I was born in 84, um, so obviously I wasn't, you know, there wasn't my peak music listening years when Duran Duran was, you know, breaking through, obviously, but, um, you know, they, obviously they weren't the Beatles, there's no uh, Sgt. Pepper, there's no, I mean, who is, uh, there's no Revolver, um, you have Madonna who, you know, is an icon, you can pick a decade, um, what, you know, what, if you had to condense your argument, Craig, and you've done it well here for Duran Duran in the Rock Hall, what would what would what was your short form point saying this this is why this band needs to be in? I mean, they they, they have um, con consistently uh, put out good albums over the years, and. Uh, been recognized for their art and craft uh, by by uh, you know awards that are specifically for that. I would also say that you know they they have you know you know even with the, with this like I said the, the, the bias and the the merry-go-round of the music culture uh, that they, they have had many bright spots over the years that, uh, that sort of shine through and become this band that has had longevity uh you know it's it's really interesting when you you look at duran duran and, and all the layers you know that you discover when you when you uh look at them so like you know chart placements over the years of the various albums on on, on uk and us uh innovations that they've had really interesting innovations you know, like first virtual con uh, concert and second life for, for uh, a, a band. Uh, still the number one uh, Bond song, you know, James Bond song uh, of all time. Uh, you, you look at, uh, you know, they were the first band that performed in, in the Louvre, for example, or um, first, first use of augmented reality with, with special effects on, on, on the stage during their pop trash tour. Uh, for, first uh, record, recording artist to, to put a, a song to buy on the internet uh, in 1997, that was with Electric Barbarella. You, you, you combine all these layers over time uh, and, and you know, they've had 
gads of, of mentions on TV and movies uh, from the year 2000 to today. And I kid you not, the other day I was watching Mystery Science Theater 3000, a big fan of that show. And uh, it's season 13 they're on now. And, and I was watching it and all of a sudden, um, Tom Servo starts singing Hung uh, Rio, you know? And uh, I was just like, holy cow, you know? <laughs> that's that's kind of cool that so many years later they're, they're mentioned, you know? And, uh, to me, they just had this indelible mark on society and our culture over the years and, 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 and in music. And, and, and it's, just, it's just fascinating when you sort of look at it uh, uh, and, and study it over time. So I guess that's all I want to say. And I was going to piggyback off of that. I was going to say, uh, for me, it's the fact that they're multi-instruments, you know, instrumentalists. And also, I look at it, uh, the type of music and the evolution of their albums throughout, you know, starting with their first album and then how Rio sounds different than Seven the Ragged Tiger and then how Notorious is completely different than the first, you know, few records and then when you jump to the 90s you know how the wedding album sound completely different than the previous decades music and mm -hmm. the band had no problem being you know a rock band because they evolved past new wave so you have this post-punk rock with the funk thrown in there and i loved that's one reason why I love Notorious because Notorious brought in the funk. It brought in the rhythm. It brought in um, all those elements that were not on the earlier records, which is perfectly fine. Nothing against those albums at all because I love those albums, but Notorious was such a growth for them. And then it seemed like from then on, it was just growing, growing and evolving more and more. It wasn't stagnant. And that's what I've always enjoyed about them as musicians. They didn't want to do a Rio 2.0 or a Seven and the Ragged Tiger 2.0. Each album sounds different. And I think working with different artists and collaborating with different people has helped that growth and that evolution. And I want to say, you know, I know, <clears throat> excuse me, I know People might might tune into this, you know, when they listen. Expect uh, we're expecting this sort of combative thing, um, like. But I'm not Joe Rogan. Um, I'm not. I mean, I, I I also don't hate Duran Duran. I did start to possibly hate Duran Duran for a little bit as I was taking it on the chin from their fans on on social media. Um, try to separate the two. For me, I've kind of developed this ridiculously high standard for the rock and roll hall of fame inductions and i think part of it is because i got you know after covering this for 10 years i got i got tired of the endless snub list you know every fan of every artist that's ever existed was emailing me or, or creating a poll um so it gets a little bit convoluted um but you know i do i do think duran duran even over all those years from what you were doing kirk to now they definitely earned their spot on on um snub lists you know they, they were a snub as much as and if you look at the standard and i'll say this of who the rock hall has inducted already 100 i'll say this for everyone to hear it grand Rand belongs in the rock and roll hall of fame based on 
they are as good, if not better, than many acts that have been inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I, and I don't mean that as a critique of the acts that have been inducted, because everyone in there is a music legend. But I, I do think Duran Duran has earned that much, and, I can, and, I, and I'm happy to say that. Oh, we don't disagree. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just keep waiting for you to bring up the Thank You album. That's what I've been, you know, I started this hoping that you guys would bring up Thank You. <laughs> Maybe the one. Uh... It, was, it was coming. When I, when I kicked <laughs> off the 90s, it was coming. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, you know, I. so where do you go from here? I know, obviously, it seems like. Kirk, that you've achieved your goal, but your site's not going anywhere, right? Oh, no, not at all. In fact, uh, probably several years ago, we, we, we made Duran Duran to the Rock Hall a, a project um, un, under uh, Duran Duran worldwide. And, and the purpose of that was sort of more um, general raising awareness of the band and uh, their impact on, on, on on music and, and popular culture. And, you know, some of the things we've been doing now and I've been putting out are sort of uh, things that have come to fruition that we've been working on, you know, like the, the study of mentions of them in, in TV and, and, and uh, movies and, uh, you know, really in people that have uh, spoken up for the band and uh, collaborated with them and, um, who cite them as an influence, which, which is something interesting too. And Tracy and I were, were just talking the other day about, you know, some of these, uh, was it metal bands, right, Tracy? That, that, have, yes. that yes. have talked about uh, being influenced by them. Do you want to talk about that and what? Because I'm a fan of the Deftones and their version, I even put it up on my Facebook page last night. I Their version of the chauffeur is like, just absolutely it's on par with duran duran's version in my opinion and i know people may come out of the woodwork like what is she saying how could she say that but it's just so good and it's like they got it and you know with the metal or, or i should say the rock and hard rock and metal community uh there are different bands that have covered different duran duran songs I've heard of versions of Rio, Ordinary World, Come Undone, uh, not only by Deftones, uh, Jonathan Davis of Korn, he is a big Duran Duran fan and has said that in different interviews. And he has an amazing version of uh, The Chauffeur online. And just uh, their influence has been more than just a particular area of music. It just has hit like hard rock, metal. Um, there are rap artists that enjoy the band. I mean, their Notorious was sampled by Biggie. I mean, yeah, I think you have, you have Smashing Pumpkins and Incubus too, which yeah. is interesting. <laughs> well, I think too, there's a lot of parallels when you look at hip hop um, with pop music, especially in terms of the rock hall, but you know, that, you know, Grand Duran had uh, songs with grooves, you know, and, and big hooks and, you know, it makes sense that, you know, it'd be sampled. And I don't think you're far off from the Deftones cover. I thought you were going to compare them to like Slayer or something. I was, yeah, I was like, whoa, where's she going with this? But um... <laughs> hey, I might, I'm going to be looking at for Slayer later. You never know. <laughs> we don't, I, okay. I want to know, Kirk. Okay. So 
I've been there, you know, there's been huge fan bases, wild fan bases. Uh, Rush comes to mind, Kiss, you know, when the oh, artist yeah. gets inducted to the Rock Janet Hall. Jackson, too, yeah. What, what's your plan in the lead up to this ceremony? I assume you're going. I don't think it's a stretch to, to say you're waiting for tickets to go on sale. I, I, well, I am waiting for tickets to go on sale. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and, uh, and if I absolutely can make it, it's going to be on HBO Max, right, is my understanding. Yeah, they pre. Yeah, they pre. They pre-recorded yeah. for three weeks later. Um, there's a live. We do. There's a lot of live blogs and stuff that go up. I think you. We, we gotta do something to get you there, man. You know, man, I'd love to go. I'm <laughs> telling you, it would be like a dream. I mean, Dad, this is all a dream. Okay, so <laughs> that's the other feeling I had. Like after this, how I was like, did yesterday happen or is it a dream? Someone pinched me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean. I, I, I certainly want to go and I, I actually became friends with some of those fan bases that, that, uh, and, and they actually turned around and supported us, you know, during the fan vote too. That that's probably something. A lot yeah, of I saw induct induct Janet was helping you guys out. That was yeah, a great, yeah. uh, movement for Janet for a few years. So there was a bunch of Swifties too, that uh, oh Eminem was out. upset about. <laughs> Anything scarier than a Durani. It's a Swifty. Okay. <laughs> I actually yeah. really like Taylor Swift. Yeah. So I just want to put that out there, but okay. <laughs> and we all love Taylor Swift. And if we don't love Taylor Swift, we still love Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, so, you know, hopefully I'm hoping you get there. I mean, I know it's uh, it's in November, it's in LA. It's, I think the capacity is 7,100, which is smaller than, you know, it would be if they did it at about half the size actually of, of the New York Barclays Center um, where it is, uh, you know, every two years or three years, I don't, they haven't really made sense of what they're doing, but, you know, I think it's going to be a cool event. Also think... Oh, yeah. I think Duran Duran is probably the most likely to to close out the show. That would be my guess. Um, I don't. I, I it'd be, obviously it would be between them and Eminem. I don't know what right. his plans are. He has. I don't think he would be as involved leading up to it. Um, but you know, there's a good chance Duran Duran closes that show, so it, it's right. going to be a, an experience. You know right, what right. I would love. If they do close it out and he comes out on stage and starts jamming with them. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. I don't think. <laughs> you talking about hey, Eminem? It's, it's the music business. You never know what could happen. That's why I'm just like. I, what I want to know is do I get points for my in-sync comparison if Justin Timberlake inducts the band? That's what I want to know. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You got this on record. Absolutely. <laughs> at all it's all is righted with the world so all is is right i'll be honest too i i like it sync too i don't want i don't want it to like my wife my we, wife, we like justin timberlake as yeah well, my wife for, was for a obvious big, reasons my wife was a big in sync fan i like it sync i listen to in sync songs so it wasn't it wasn't intended to be that much of an insult um but i'm glad to have you guys on i uh, appreciate we, we you. forgive you troy it's no big deal it all, it all, listen, I've had, I think it was uh, two, two or three years ago. Um, God, I don't even remember what I said about the Dave Matthews band, but oh my God, they, you know, and their fans, I think they had, I think they hold the record. They might hold a record for the fan vote still. You guys came close, but I, I think they're, um, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody out there, I'm pretty sure Dave I Matthews I thought it was uh, Bon Jovi that held the what record. Is it? Ugh. 
that really makes me sad. But that's a podcast for another day. I've yeah, you're done giving enough. love a bad name right now. <laughs> there, you done, go, there you go. I've done enough. I've done enough. I've got to shut it. my mouth and just enjoy <laughs> enjoy this time leading up to the inductions. Uh, as as Kirk knows, I I managed to piss off at a few Eminem fans without actually saying anything about. Oh Eminem. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that was that was fun as well. Um, but that's I it. that wildness. I need to stay up late. Caught up. Oh yeah, was, I was uh, on Twitter following and watching what he's saying too. Yeah, we did a podcast episode, um, and someone, the person I was doing the podcast was my editor, who used to be the rock critic at the Plain Dealer here. He mentioned somebody he knows, um, who we won't name, but he works with us, who thought Eminem shouldn't be in the Rock Hall because he hasn't had a hit in ten years, which is not true. Um, and we kind of roasted him for that. But the way that someone commented on that portion of the podcast in Twitter, it made it sound like I was the one who said Eminem shouldn't be in the Rock Hall because he hasn't had a hit in uh, 10 years. So uh, people started going off of that. Finally, I just came in and said, guys, I did not say this. Well, <laughs> you, know? you know how the internet is. People, <laughs> people say and do, you know, people say things uh, without a filter, you know what I mean? And Sometimes it gets uh, pretty crazy. And, and, uh, and, you know, a point I want to put on Duran Duran is, you know, I was there when they inducted Roxy Music. And, you know, let's be honest, it was one of the biggest ovations of the night, you know, them coming out yeah. there. So uh, I can't imagine what it's going to be like uh, when they're inducted and Justin Timberlake inducts them. That's why we have, we have to be there. There's no people, doubt about it. People are talking about Nile Rogers too, yeah. inducting him. I don't think them. It, I mean, look, it's perfectly fine. With Duran Duran's mentioned uh, people, right? Nile Rogers, Courtney Love. Who was the other person they mentioned? I mentioned somebody else. I think it was Simon might have mentioned some 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 suggestions. Nile, you know, was inducted. I think he had a he was great at his induction. I think, you know, I think he would have preferred the entire group Sheik got in. I think we all would have. Um, and oh, Niles, yeah. Niles phenomenally deserves his accolades as a, for his production work and the stuff he's done outside of chic um but i know the rock hall and i still listen to chic today i love them. Oh, it's timeless yeah, i know the rock fabulous. hall if they can get their hands on justin timberlake they're gonna go for it <laughs> um so but guys listen that's it uh, again i appreciate you taking the time to come on here i'm glad uh you know we, we could chat about duran duran yeah. um and people can listen to this and and see that um i'm not out to destroy duran duran um <laughs> so you know congrats to you guys and kirk let people know um where they can where they can follow the site and, and the movement you guys have going yeah yeah i mean uh you can go to twitter and uh at d d t t r h all capitals uh you can also go to facebook uh duran duran worldwide uh three words uh we also have a blog uh that we mention in uh articles uh but you can you can find links uh if you look up duran duran rock hall uh wiki uh you can find uh, a bunch of information about our uh, our efforts and what we've done over the years uh, there too so and then we also have our own individual uh social media accounts you can follow uh, mm -hmm. where we also share and tweet additional duran duran news and other crazy information that's out there. <laughs> yep. Awesome. And guys, uh, Duran Duran fans, you can follow me on Twitter. Please don't. 
please don't comment to me anymore. I love you. Um, let's, let's let it go. All right. Um, but seriously, thank you guys again so much. I, I appreciate it. We love you, Troy. Wonderstruck is coming to Cleveland. For this two-day music festival, see top artists including the Lumineers, Vampire Weekend, and more. Get your tickets now at wonderstruckfest.com.